بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحن نصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد باب حفظ السر قال الله تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وأوفوا بالعهد إن العهد كان مسؤولا صدق الله العظيم This is a new chapter Imam Nawi رحمه الله is introduced on the cusp of the chapter which deals with haya, shame and modesty, its virtue and the encouragement to inculcate that within us. As we have mentioned previously, that generally in the selection of chapters, Imam Nawi rahimahullah introduces there more often than not is some link between the chapters. The chapter which we passed, which we discussed in great detail had to do with haya, shame and modesty. And on the cusp of that, he brings this chapter, literally translated, Hifdus Sir. In other words, the protecting of the secret. Now, what's the link of protecting secrets and haya and shame and modesty? Obviously, what is haya? Haya means to conceal, to cover up. That is the essence of haya. So like that, Sir, secret, this is also something that should be concealed. If someone trusts you with something and the basis of that trust is for you not to reveal what was told to you. And this is part of Islamic akhlaq and character that you fulfill that trust. In fact, if you look at the verse of the Quran which Imam Nawi rahimahullah brings when he introduces this chapter the verse in Surah Isra, where Allah Ta'ala says, وَأَوْفُوا بِالْعَهْدِ Awfu, this is imperative. In other words, this is fard, it is obligatory. Allah Ta'ala says, fulfill the pledge. If you make a pledge with someone, then it is fard, it is compulsory that you fulfill that pledge. إِنَّ الْعَهْدَ كَانَ مَسْؤُولًا Allah Ta'ala says on the Day of Judgment, we will question you with regards to the pledges that you made. This verse actually is revealed with regards to what we call contractual obligations. Somebody makes, enters into a contract, then the conditions of that contract, it is obligatory upon that person to fulfill that. That is an ahad, it is an oath, it is a pledge, it is a covenant. So what's the link of this verse of the Qur'an with this chapter where Imam Nawi Rahimullah has mentioned this verse of the Qur'an under this chapter, the chapter which deals with protecting secrets. The link, ulama say, is that when someone divulges private information to you on the condition that you will not reveal it, that you will protect that person's secret. They say this is indirectly a pledge which you have entered into with that person. And Allah commands you in the Qur'an that you must honor your pledge. When you make a promise with someone, then fulfill that. That is part of the akhlaq and character of a Muslim. Examples of secrets that Allah Ta'ala or that Shariat commands us that we should protect, we shouldn't reveal. Someone tells you something, that someone divulges some information, generally private information, your friend or wife or partner or even employer, whoever it may be. 
someone tells you something on this condition, then listen, don't repeat this. Don't tell anybody. Once you agree, then it is a form of promise that you have made with that person. Today, unfortunately, previously it used to be the ladies, masturat, that you tell them anything, you know, don't tell anybody, and immediately it means go and tell somebody. Unfortunately, men today behave like women also. This has become very, very common. Somebody tells you something on the condition of anonymity, condition not to reveal, straight away we go and start repeating, you know, and how we'll, how we'll repeat it too, you know what, you'll go tell the next person, that you know what, I'm telling you this is a secret, don't tell anybody. And then he'll go tell the third person. This is against the akhlaq and character of a Muslim. Someone has told you something on the condition that, that listen, this is amanat, this is a trust, please don't tell anybody. We have to honor that. Keep the secret of the person. Another example, ulama ikram give of a secret. Sometimes the person doesn't tell you this thing is a secret, but he whispers it to you. Or he divulges this information about himself, some private matter in such a way that it is clear from the manner in which he is whispering this to you that he doesn't want it revealed. Today, unfortunately, the way we behave, somebody whispers something, you should go and start shouting that out. should not be doing that. The third type of example of secrets Ulama Ikira mentioned is that someone doesn't tell you what I'm about to tell you, you should not be telling others, but the nature of the information is such that he is revealing something about himself that you know in your heart that if I go and tell other people, it is going to embarrass this person or it is going to cause him some sort of taklif or difficulty. That also falls under the purview of this particular chapter where Imam Nawi rahimahullah will mention a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wherein we are taught this very very important lesson that if someone tells you something secret, something private, then protect that. Do not divulge or reveal the secret. The first hadith he brings in this chapter when Abi Sa'idin al-Khudri radiyallahu ta'ala anhu qal قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن من أشر الناس عند الله منزلة يوم القيامة الرجل يفضي إلى المرأة وتفضي إليه ثم ينشر سرها رواه مسلم. The first chapter, the first hadith that he brings in this chapter, again a very very strong link with the previous chapter, that of haya, shame and modesty. Part of haya, shame and modesty is the private relationship that exists between a husband and a wife. When you take a partner, Allah Ta'ala describes this relationship in the Qur'an. Beautiful description. And under the tafsir of that description, commentary of that, many, many important lessons we learn. Obviously, there's no time to go into all the lessons. But pertinent to what we are discussing, Allah Ta'ala says about your wife, Hunna libasul lakum wa antum libasul lahun. Your wife is libas for you and you are libas for her. In other words, libas in Arabic means clothing. She is a garment for you and you are a garment for her. Now if you analyze this or look at this word clothing, what, does, what, do, what is the objective of clothing? Ya Bani Adam, qad anzalna alaykum libase yuwari sawatikum warisha. Elsewhere in the Quran, 
Allah Ta'ala says, O insan, we have sent down for you clothing, libas. libas. And what does libas do? What does clothing do? Yuwari so atikum. It covers your private parts. That which is private through the clothing gets concealed. Through the clothing, warisha, you are able to beautify yourself. So Allah Ta'ala says to the husband, you are clothing for your wife. You are a garment for In other words, cover her faults. Cover her deficiencies. Cover her shortcomings. Objective of clothing is risha. It gives you beauty. So you, you must be, behave with your wife in, in a beautiful manner. Behave with her in such a manner that even if you have to this is reciprocal. These verses don't only mean the husband must behave like that. The wife also must behave like that. She must be a source of beauty for her husband. He must be a source of beauty for her. He must be a concealment. Nobody likes any dirt on their clothing. In fact, if, you're, if there's dirt on your body, you'll tolerate it. You won't tolerate it on your clothing. So you're, how can you tolerate that anybody besmirches the reputation of your wife? Or likewise... A wife should never tolerate that a husband should be taunted or that his relationship or that his reputation should be tarnished in any way. All this falls within the purview of this beautiful analogy which Allah Ta'ala gives us in the Qur'an, Hunna libasul lakum wa antum libasul lahun. Pertinent to what we are discussing, one very, very important objective and purpose of clothing is to make satari, to conceal. Don't reveal what goes on between husband and wife. Today, unfortunately, some places, this is a carryover of our culture from India, Pakistan, that you'll find that everything that's going on in the bedroom, some people even discuss it with their parents. And we find that many, many parents, Allah forgive us, start interfering in the marriage. They know everything that's going on in their son's life or in the daughter's life. Certain things are private. They have to remain behind closed doors. What goes on between husband and wife, it is not part of the respect of your parents that you should be discussing private affairs of your wife with your parents or conversely she should be talking to her parents. Coming back to this hadith, Abu Sa'id Khudri radiallahu ta'ala says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said inna min asharrin nas this is a very very severe very very severe warning that is found in this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said of the worst type of people, Asharrin Nas, of the worst type of people, so far as their rank and status is concerned, before Allah on the Day of Judgment, is that man who has conjugal relations with his wife. In other words, he shares the bed with his wife, and thereafter he reveals her secrets, either to his friends or to the public, to talk about what goes on, behind closed doors, personal matters between husband and wife relating to conjugal relations, etc. are a trust. It's an amanat, it's a secret and it should be kept secret. Exposing such things, talking about such things, discussing with your friends, na'uzubillah, etc. Exposing certain private affairs between husband and wife. This is a major sin. This is Gunai Kabira, major sin, totally haram and prohibited, and contrary to the nobility and honor of a respectable individual. Certain instances, 
to reveal something private about your wife when there is a pressing need does become permissible. For example, if there is some medical necessity or there is a shari'i dispute between husband and wife before an Islamic qazi or an arbitrary or an arbitration council, there certain information to reveal becomes permissible. But generally, what happens in the bedroom, what happens behind closed doors must stay behind closed doors. This is not something to laugh about or joke about or discuss, etc. In fact, there's one incident mentioned about Salman Farsi radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Lengthy incident, very very pertinent incident. A lot we can learn from it. As Rahmatullah in his Hayatu Sahaba, he's mentioned this incident also. But pertinent to what we are discussing, Salman Farsi radiallahu ta'ala anhu got married amongst the, uh, to a woman from amongst the Kinda tribe. And he shared the first night with his wife in her home, in a room that was prepared by her family. The next day, the friends came. Salman Farsi radiallahu ta'ala and his friends came to him. How was last night? How were things? They started questioning him and asking him. Like today, unfortunately, we find this type of thing occurring. People want information about what is going on in their friends' houses, discussion about their wives, etc., Salman Farsi radiallahu ta'ala, when this type of questions were put to him, he remained silent. Then they insisted second time, and then third time. And finally, when they carried on in this direction, he addressed them. Beautifully, he said, he said, Allah has made curtains and doors. Allah has made curtains and doors to conceal what lies behind them. In other words, what goes on in the marital home should stay in the marital home should not be discussed with the public or with friends, etc. It is acceptable to ask about that which is apparent. But one should never ask about what is hidden. And then he went on to say, I heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying that a husband who shares the bed with his wife or a woman who shares the bed with her husband and thereafter starts talking about intimate details of what went on between husband and wife Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said their example is like donkeys that are having relations in public. In other words, this is animalistic behavior. The culture and the akhlaq and character of Islam is that of satari, is that to conceal. Coming back to this hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said so far as rank and status is concerned, the worst person on the day of judgment and the lowest rank will be given to that person who shares the bed with his wife and thereafter reveals her secret. Obviously, as we mentioned, this is reciprocal. In other words, this warning is not only for the wife, but the warning is there for the husband also. I mean, the warning is not only there for the husband, but for the wife also. Like your stuff explained.